0: Hi, we are in a new episode of the History and Politics podcast, and we have a great guest. We have William Mirwin, which is a professor of philosophy at King's College, and is mostly known for his uh, for being the series editor of, of the Blackwell series on philosophy and pop culture. Hi, William. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me, Camilla.
0: It's a pleasure to speak with you. So, how does does this series Came, came to life? How, how was the story behind it? How, how this idea of of merging philosophy and pop culture? And...
1: Yeah, so, so I guess it really started in the classroom. Uh, you mentioned that I edited the, the Blackwell philosophy and pop culture series. Uh, before that, uh, I, I edited the uh, Open Court philosophy and pop culture series. So it begins with that, and uh, the first book in that series was Seinfeld and Philosophy, which came out in 1999, so we're coming up on 20 years of this project, and really it, it came about because I used to reference Seinfeld plot lines and characters in the philosophy classroom as a way of connecting with students and taking something they were familiar with and connecting it with philosophy which they were unfamiliar with. And it turned out that the show was going off the air and I knew that I had friends and colleagues in other philosophy departments who were also referencing Seinfeld in the classroom. And so I decided to get them together and each of us could write an essay or a chapter on a way that we found it was useful to connect Seinfeld to philosophy and uh, we had a little book out of it and uh, much to my uh, surprise and a pleasant surprise the book was well received and sold well and so from there it led from one book to the next. The next one was The Simpsons and Philosophy and then The Matrix and Philosophy and on and on from there. We've done. uh, with uh, the number of books that I've been involved
0: with between Open Court and Blackwell now is about 75. So it really has turned into a much bigger deal than I thought it was at the time. Yeah, that's that's surprising. I, I didn't speak that much books, but, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, um, what, the, the book that I think... Some books have translations in Spanish, because, but I have seen very few to be honest.
1: Yeah.
0: What was Uh, the... Portuguese,
1: a number have been uh, translated
0: what What is the the book that has had most translations?
1: Probably the most translations was The Simpsons in Philosophy or maybe uh, The Matrix in Philosophy. Some of them have been translated in up to 10 different languages.
0: Yeah, I think those those two are 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 also in Spanish. That's right. Yeah, uh, that thing. I think it's it's. Yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting because you you have mentioned that, and as, as pop culture is is really interesting, and I, I guess the 90s were an interesting time for for the collection to to come about because there there were a lot of. Of series that that had some some kind of uh, I don't know how to say it, it it's philosophical or, or really reflective issues uh, and even the the animation not only the Simpsons I think that Dagman or uh, how was the name the this sort of series The Critic also have like meta narratives that, that 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 deal a, a lot with with, with a, criticism of, of, of modernity and it was really interesting and i guess that that saint phil is a really curious example because I, I saw it years ago because i think in latin america it wasn't that much popular when it originally came but yeah it's also a series that that it says a series about nothing <laughs> and it was really a very unique kind of series but you also have mentioned that that there there have been like I think in an interview or conversation, you you once mentioned there are, for example, filmmakers that you have been interested, but it has been difficult to make a series about that. For example, Richard Linklater, I think you you mentioned some of of his films.
1: Yeah, uh, Linklater, if I'm I'm thinking of uh, the right uh, filmmakers, is the one who did Dazed and Confused, and... uh, the one about a boy,
0: a boy's life? Or, or, boyhood? Uh, am I thinking of the right one? Yes, boyhood, yes. Yes, that
1: link Yeah, yeah. So in some ways, he's very, at least in some films, he's very uh, philosophically oriented. I guess waking life is just uh, explicitly philosophical. And, well, the, the challenge is always to find something that's uh, super popular and well-known enough that linking it to philosophy fulfills the mission of the, uh, the books, which is to reach people who aren't necessarily well-versed in philosophy, haven't studied it formally, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So Linklater's films, uh, although they're excellent, tend to reach smaller audiences. And so Uh, The the first few topics in particular that we chose, and and this was, you were referencing the the 90s before, Uh, really, if you go back to the 90s, it was was a time when, at least in America, I could count on everybody in a college classroom knowing uh, The Seinfeld Show. Even if they didn't watch every episode, they knew the main characters and some of the more famous episodes. And even more so than when it came to The Simpsons, it was just the most popular show on college campus when I was uh, working on that book. And then The Matrix uh, was just a single movie. There were later sequels, of course, but that was the kind of thing that uh, virtually everyone of a certain age watched and knew. And even if they didn't, uh, they could go out and watch it relatively easily. Uh, So that's always the challenge. There are are lots of great filmmakers and even lots of great television shows that uh, are richly philosophical, but if they're not popular enough, then it really doesn't fulfill the mission uh, that we have of trying to reach people uh, who don't necessarily know about philosophy and expose them to it. And that's just proliferated in the uh, the years since we started doing this, with the uh, advent of of the internet and uh, more and more cable stations. There are more and more shows, more and more movies, and smaller and smaller audiences uh, for all of them. So it becomes more and more difficult uh, to do a book that reaches a a broad audience and is commercially viable that
0: way. Yes, And, and, and there have been like one surprise, like, for example, books that have had a a better reception from the philosophical community and others that have had a a better reception from the general audience? Or or it sometimes goes hand-in-hand, or sometimes it's the opposite? No, I think think that's right. The books aren't written for the philosophical community, right, in
1: the sense of students and, and teachers of philosophy. Uh, and students and teachers of philosophy tend to have uh, more highbrow or refined tastes in things, and so might rather see uh, a book on the films of Cronenberg or Linklater, for that matter. Uh, and so those those tend to be the kind of thing that would draw more interest from the philosophical community. Uh but let's say something like, I don't know, uh, South Park or Batman tends to reach a much broader audience. And and really that's
0: what we're after. Yes, I I mean, particular Batman had a, a, a really strong, I mean, even here in Peru and I, in Latin American Journal has, had a really strong support and, and and it seemed like more sometimes it seems like it's like the marketing of the company but here it seemed like like it was the the fandom of the fans that wanted there was a problem with the with the opening of the film and and because it didn't open the same date and and people were pressing to to the film to the and it's really interesting batman that 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 film that the the last series of, of of Batman and and i guess that, that one of the of the issues that that is really uh the, the books about bands and philosophy how how that did come about this because it, it's yeah. kind of more risky i guess in some way
1: yeah so so i had thought that those books would sell better than they have but going back to My time with Open Court up through the present, we did a book on the Beatles in philosophy, we did one on Bob Dylan in philosophy, Uh, and uh, more recently then with Blackwell, I I had done Metallica in philosophy and Black Sabbath in philosophy, and those have not sold as well or or been as well received, and my own theory on why that is is that I, I think that a lot of, fans of, for example, Bob Dylan think that, in some sense, he already is a philosopher and so there's really no reason to kind of pair him with Plato or Nietzsche in order to see his depth, right? And uh, perhaps also some Beatles fans think that about the Beatles. Uh, but South Park fans, by contrast, or Simpsons fans, or Family Guy fans, uh, are seeing some depth in a show that other people don't see the depth in. And the same I think would go for super superheroes like Batman, and uh, they seem uh, they feel validated by a book that takes the uh, the band or the uh, or the superhero seriously
0: does it has the idea of, of doing books, particularly about a film or a, or, a, or a TV show, or the idea of doing something more general, like anime and philosophy or independent cinema and philosophy?
1: Yeah, so, so that, that really comes down to uh, a marketing question. And uh, the publishers and the marketing research they've generally done has suggested that a narrower or more focused topic appeals to fan intensity more than say for example independent films and philosophy is, is sort of vague and if we did that then i don't know maybe, maybe you, you cover a movie like *Pi*, or uh you know name, name your favorite uh independent film and and maybe there's one chapter in there about one film that one person likes, Uh, whereas if you focus on a particular film, like The Matrix, just for example, or a particular show, rather than talk about uh, animated television and philosophy, if it's focused on South Park, right? There are a lot of people who are diehard South Park fans who may not be Simpsons fans, who may not be uh, Family Guy fans, that the... Uh, that it can be done that way and and, and reach people more effectively. Uh, So while you could do a very good book on uh, 70s sitcoms or independent films or animated television shows, it just seems less likely to to reach a dedicated fan base. Now, one exception to that, I hope, is a new book that we have coming out in about a year i think and that is disney and philosophy so rather than uh have the book focused on a single disney movie like the lion king or frozen or whatever you might choose uh we're going a little outside of our usual uh, method and uh, doing a book on Disney in general so there'll be individual chapters on The Lion King and Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast etc etc and then there'll be some chapters that consider specific themes that cut across many different Disney films so we'll see how that works out You,
0: you mentioned Disney so I, I'm curious how the, the TV channels the movie the movie, uh, the movie production companies relate to, to the books? They have reached out to you? What what kind of relationship?
1: No, there's very little contact in that way. None of the books that we've done have been uh, sort of official companions or endorsements and it's very difficult to involve anyone who's even connected with the, uh, the shows or the movies because they generally have in their contracts, if they're an actor or a writer on the show or on the movie, uh, that they can't do anything that endorses uh, a project that's connected with the, uh, the film or the, well, some kind of, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know the technical language word, but, but potential conflict of interest or, or competition there. So generally, we're just glad that uh, there there isn't any hassle from them that we're left alone uh, to quote from the movies and quote from the, uh, the television shows. And uh, so rarely do we even have an official image on one of the uh, the book the book covers. Right? We have to kind of usually use an image that evokes the, uh, the show or evokes the uh the movie
0: but uh, doesn't take an actual photo from it with some exceptions yeah i i was thinking that there are some 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 films that that for example Watchmen or doctor strange that maybe not be as as mainstream as other projects but but they have some some particularly philosophical qualities that they're really that 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 Make one think, even if, if it wasn't the objective uh, at watching that, that kind of film. So, is, is there a way to to a point in in which the film maybe not be that kind of mainstream, but but that it's really interesting to 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 analyze it in a philosophical way that could make um, you and the collection to to see it in, in a more yeah, that,
1: I think that's right. So it, it has to be a balancing act between something that's genuinely popular and has a big audience on the one hand, but also that has some real philosophical and reflective merit on the other. So you mentioned a very good example with Watchmen, which before the, uh, well, I guess it's still the case, but I was going to say before the uh, the film, it was really a cult uh, following, right, this uh, very popular graphic novel. Now, fans of the original graphic novel weren't all that happy necessarily with the the film, but the film brought a lot of attention to the graphic novel, and I believe one of the uh, cable companies, maybe HBO, is doing uh, or planning to do a a Watchmen series, so we may see that revisiting. So that that, that turned out to be a pretty good seller and tended to, to reach an audience that appreciated it, right, because a lot of fans of watching really think that there's a great deal to it and uh, it is among the the very best graphic novels and shows that graphic novels are a serious form of uh, of literature and the vehicle for philosophical ideas so that so that was very effective in in reaching an audience more recently you mentioned also we have uh, the book out on dr strange and philosophy and when we saw that that film, right, I mean, Doctor Strange was never a huge character in the uh, the Marvel universe, but that first film, and unfortunately looks like there only will be the one film, uh, really was so incredibly philosophical and so tailor-made for the sort of treatments that we like to give in, the, in these books, that we, we went ahead with it, partly hoping uh, on the publisher's part that there would be a sequel, and so that would bring even more attention to it and help to sell the books. Uh, but we've had to settle for Dr. Strange showing up in other uh, Avengers films as a way of, uh, of reawakening interest uh, in him. But yeah, that's definitely an important consideration, even if it is a little smaller, uh, if the fan base is really rabid and really appreciative of the, uh, the literary and philosophical quality of the, uh, the text. And, Like to take
0: care of that, yes, because I I mean, it's there are certainly many, 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 many projects that this if comment as film probably will be interesting. Uh, For example, um, the Wachowski brothers who who directed Matrix uh, were at some point, um interested in, in bringing to life uh, a live action, if I'm not wrong, of, of Cowboy Bebop, which is a, an anime that, that when I saw it, I, I thought it was very philosophical. I, I don't know how much mainstream is, but, but probably a live adaptation of it will have been interested. Uh, I,
1: I, I missed the title. What
0: was the name again? Cowboy Bebop. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not familiar, but... Uh, but certainly if the wachowski brothers were were to be involved in it uh, i I would bet that you're on the money that uh, there would be some philosophical depth to it and and that might be something we'd uh, we'd like to take a look
0: at yeah i mean they, they are certainly an interesting filmmakers and yeah i mean it's it's interesting because uh, here in Latin America, uh, although more in Argentina than in other places, it has happened that there have been a series called Merly, which is actually from Barcelona. So, it, p- so people see with subtitles because Catalan is close to Spanish, but it's not the same, but it's still very popular. It was on Netflix, at least in Latin America. I don't know if, if in the U.S. also is, but it's about a, a philosophy professor and it, it has, a lot of, of, of audience and, and, and in, in the, in the classes, he explains philosophy and, and there are other, other things that happen in high school, but it's really curious how this has led to philosophy in Argentina, having like a, a, a momentum in, in some way. And, and, and it's, it's, it's strange how popular culture and, and philosophy merge in some unexpected way sometimes.
1: Yeah, well, that that is interesting. I wasn't aware of that show. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, it, it can be a vehicle, right? I mean, uh, in, in the United States, uh, and, and maybe you're watching it in Latin America at this point, so I don't know. There's the, the show, The Good Place, uh, that features a, a philosophy professor, and uh, of course, there have been movies in particular, a couple of Woody Allen movies that have featured philosophy professors. So sometimes it's, it's right in your face that way, right? And other times it's, it's more subtle. There are ideas that are being played with. But uh, I'm all for it. Uh, obviously, as somebody who is a philosophy professor, I believe in the value of studying philosophy. And, and so the more exposure we can get for it in more different ways, uh, all the better as far as I'm
0: concerned. And, and probably one of the the things that 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 come as uh, like, they have been a uh, a book about philosophy and, and a book and a, or a comic that is not a film or, or a television show or or not.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's a good question. I'm trying to think if we've done one uh, that's uh, simply about a, a book that hasn't been made into a film. Uh, certainly, there, there were ones that, that we thought about, right? So, for example, well, uh, we did the girl with the dragon tattoo in philosophy even before that was a Hollywood film. There had there had been the uh, the original uh, European films. We thought about way back when doing one on the Da Vinci Code even before there was a Da Vinci Code movie. But off the top of my head, I can't think of one where. It, it just seems to be that uh, if, if a book is popular enough that uh, it would work for this treatment, uh, a movie, even if it's not made yet, is going to be made. But not necessarily. I, I, I think it's a, it's a good question, a good possibility. Uh, is there a book or, or books that come to mind for you and you suggest that?
0: I don't know. The Moon is a Harsh Mistress is, is something that, that I they always think could be a a good movie. Okay. Okay. Heinling is, is very interesting. I know that there, there is also a comic writer that, um, Morrison would, 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 intends to do a film for a long time. I don't know if he will, will make it. He, he, it's. I mean, there are certainly projects that that one hears and and in development is a lot of time toward the, right. it's started and uh, so. To end, how how does this relationship between philosophy and popular culture affects the? Because I, I one will, could think in that is one way just that 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 philosophy it's trying to, to reach out to newer audience, but also that the popular culture could uh, inspire new thinking in philosophical ways, but in a different manner.
1: Yeah, that, that is a good question. And if the interaction is still sort of, philosophy is very slow to change. And so the interaction is, is so relatively new that, it, that it's hard to say how, the uh, causal relationship goes in the other direction but I, I think for one thing it has helped to open people's mind and philosophy that uh, it's not just uh, the classics of literature and fine art that can be studied and mined for uh, philosophical ideas but we can pay attention to things that are more in the everyday and, and if anything I think and I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head in, in response to your good question that, that it helps philosophy to focus more on the everyday and the, uh, the ordinary which is really where philosophy began at least in, in the west with Socrates in the marketplace questioning people right really out on the streets and and concerned with the the little things of life and that was really one of the the first connections that struck me with Seinfeld, the way that uh, part of uh, the show's genius was to draw our attention to little things that we all sort of noticed but didn't fully think through and uh, also I, I think that even people in philosophy who aren't interested in sort of engaging with popular culture have seen from the engagement with popular culture and the importance of speaking to a broader audience. and So I think that in the past 20 years there have been more and more efforts in the forms of books and newspaper articles etc. Uh, from people in philosophy to try to write for a broader audience, and I think that that can only be a good thing. Philosophy really just shouldn't be this isolated, ivory tower discipline, but really should be the kind of thing that's available and accessible to everyone. So, so hopefully some
0: of that is going on. Well, I agree. And, and with that, we could leave it here. Uh, so where does people find the, the, the books of the, of the series?
1: Well, we have a website for the Blackwell Philosophy and Pop Culture series, which is simply andphilosophy.com. And uh, certainly the books are available through Amazon and uh, most online booksellers. And uh, hopefully we'll have more and more translations in Spanish. (laughs) It's uh, it's a great philosophical uh, culture in Latin America. And... uh, Uh, I'd love to see us reach more and more of that audience.
0: Yeah. So thanks, William.
1: Thank you very much, Manila. Okay.